The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know? An armadillo can only remember about 12 hours, but they get to pick and choose what they remember, so if they forgot you, it was on purpose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't make me feel better at all. For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts and merchandise, visit us at armadillo.club. of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories to become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapter, uh, wow, I usually just say that. Yeah. We're covering part two of chapter 37, The Last Battle uh, of A Memory of Light. <laughs> Which sounds crazy, but this is a really long chapter. Yeah. Previously, Rand is transported to a place outside of time and space where he begins to sword fight the Dark One. Just before he beats it in the wolf dream, Perrin finally makes it back to the waking world where he's rushed off to Wizard Hospital. Fa'il and her entourage bumble through the blight with what might be the single most important artifact in the world, and man, they are not doing well. Uh, I guess uh, maybe the bleeding tree was dangerous after all. Whoopsie doodle, you know? <laughs> uh, sorry, Greg, the caravan driver. Uh, but really, mostly it's about the final battle. Matt has taken the wheel and he's driving with his knees while everyone watches in a mix of horror and fascination. <laughs> we catch battle snippets ranging from Demandred blasting people with Balefire as he desperately tries to get Rand Senpai to notice him, mm -hmm. uh, Pevandral doing battlefield mind meld to become the most efficient and most adorable combat couple, and Gawain deciding that more is better when it comes to dangerous performance enhancing Turangriol, and I am <laughs> ready for every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we start with Matt commanding the battle. Uh, it's a complicated chess match between Matt and Samael. Sorry, I said Samael. Demandred. I can't be expecting Samael to show yeah, up. Samael is like the general one, right? Yeah, right. Demandred is like the other one. The one that was like the dragon minus one. Isn't there a whole thing about how like nobody... Like Demandred wasn't known as a... As a Famous battlefield commander, was he? I, 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 well, he was everything that Luce Theron Telemon was, just slightly worse, right? Except being a battlefield, like, was Luce Theron I thought Samuel was, was Luce Theron light. There, oh, no, there, no, there's he was actually just, a lot of Luce Yeah, Samuel was Luce Theron, but a little bit shorter. They're like, like yeah. there are a lot of people who thought that Luce Theron was their nemesis, and Luce Theron didn't know any of their names. Yeah. And then they all became the Forsaken, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were originally known as the We Hate Luce Theron Club. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it's, uh, Matt is really into it. He's having a good time. Uh, I thought this whole, like, the way they're commanding this battle seems pretty ahistorical to me. Mm -hmm. Because, like, uh, my understanding of ancient battles is they're mostly kind of fire and forget, right? You send your guys in and then, you know, they're all, they're fighting for their life two hours away from you that you can't give them orders at that point. And then you, at the end of the day, like, you got some reserves that you can send in one time, you know, got a one-use reserve you can send in when you, when you needed to, but then you sort of, at the end of the day, you see who won the battle. Yeah. And it's not even very obvious, ob always, who won the battle until, like, a few days later. Yeah, you're, you're right. This is, I mean, it's, it's been kind of a gradual process, but they're, they seem to be introducing uh, the magic versions of a lot of, like, modern technologies, which changes the way that battle is happening, right? Yeah. Although the, 
the way those modern technologies mostly played out, at least up till now, is that they push the command decisions down the chain to the local guys, and yeah. then you, the the higher level guys are just giving them giving them very general objectives. Yeah, interesting. I wonder <laughs> I wonder if that's going to shift as uh, things unfold. You know. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so so Matt's thinking about how he how it looks like things are going poorly, but but like maybe that's part of his plan. I, like this is it's it's kind of difficult to tell whether Matt really knows what's going on or not. You know what I mean? Right. And it seems to be hard to tell for the people around him also. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they say a lot of things like, I don't understand why we're doing this. And I'm not sure that guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> it looks like we're not doing very well. And Matt's like, that's the whole point. Exactly. If you plan to do a bad job, then you can't do a bad job. The old two rivers trick. That's right. Uh, but, but he figures, Matt figures that there is a spy in the command tent with him right now that is relaying information instantly to Demandred. Yeah, yeah, this is interesting. Like, like he's, there's one point where he gives an order and he sees the order uh, countered within moments of giving the order, right? Like, yeah. like minutes, I would say. Which is kind of crazy, because who could be doing that? Who's running in and out of the, the battle? Yeah, and, and able to transport uh, information, presumably immediately, right? Like, yeah. My, my first thought was that, you know, we know there's a, a channeling ability to listen to things remotely. Yeah. Maybe they're just listening to the gateway, you know, because they're looking through a gateway and I, talking about their plans. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's that's possible. The gateway up above the battlefield. It's that's what Matt figures. It's supposed to be a, um, cloaked, though, right? Like they said that it's not visible from the other side thanks to Yukiri's new tricks or whatever, right? Oh, maybe that's it. No, no. What I would do is I would create a gateway right where the mirror is, and then I would dress myself up to look like the other person. Oh. And so whenever they come over, I can just pretend I'm their reflection while I'm listening. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> they, they haven't commented about the mirror in the room where it's like just, well, put that mirror there. They famously used a great effect by General Groucho Marx. <laughs> so... Yeah, he commands the battle very tightly. He sends some orders to uh, Talmanes via drinking stories. <laughs> this is a, this is kind of great. Like their little, uh, their little code. Yeah, uh, and that that works. He, he manages to get some orders to Talmanes to to husband his dragons and to relocate and pretend they're worse off than they are. Matt explains to Egwene that he's uh, losing on purpose because he's going to lose anyway and this way if he loses on purpose then eventually he cannot lose yeah because demanded will overextend or something like that yeah he's still got those dice rolling in his head so i, I wonder if maybe he's just hoping that there's yeah a, some 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 point at, at uh, where he's going to have a, a brilliant moment you know he's waiting for his own brilliance to happen i liked how, how matt explained this to explained this to Egwene using an extended gambling metaphor yeah which i'm not sure Egwene has ever gambled in her life yeah, uh, it, it doesn't seem like it lands with her, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, the reason they're having this conversation at all, I guess, is Elaine makes the point that maybe he should have some kind of backup in case something happens to him, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, his plan is not as brilliant as one might hope. <laughs> unless it is. Unless it's secretly... Unless it is, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he says, well, I don't know what the, the secret... The secret trap is that's going to win in the end but i'll think of something see that's the thing right like matt they talk about matt having a backup but like this strategy only works for matt right <laughs> yeah it's true yeah like literally no one else in the world can do this my plan get lucky yeah <laughs> it's worked every time yeah. yeah i mean it has right so you know although it occurs to me that matt's real problem here is not strategic it's political right i think matching up with demandred is something he's capable of but getting Elaine and Egwene and Galad and, and all these people and Tuon to like to keep trusting him 
and doing these things that he's not explaining. That's the hard part for him. So far, they seem to be listening. You know that they that that the answer when they say you know or or it's you know what is it? Uh, I don't know what he's doing. This looks like a crazy idea, but they still do it. So you know, it seems like it's working yeah. so far, right? Because have you seen that guy? Like one eye, magic spear. Like he's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> clearly he's got something. <laughs> I heard he traveled to another dimension to save, save somebody one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Galad is fighting at the river. Uh, the river has stopped flowing, so that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, so this this was this is interesting. Like, like I guess up until now, Matt had been preventing Demanded from stopping the river. We don't know how he stopped it. I guess. Yeah, I guess he just sent some guys up there to fight, like do a last stand thing to, to fight the river. Oh no! Oh yeah, I guess I'm. I guess I'm wondering how Demanded stopped oh, the river. Oh, oh, well, they just damn it, right? Oh, I guess you could, yeah. Just, yeah, just with rocks and stuff. I, I thought know. the implication was there were so many dead bodies. Oh, well, maybe that's it. That I would mean, be so metal. Yeah, just a, a dam of of troll corpses. Yeah, or maybe they use magic or something. I don't know. But that's a thing that armies do all the time. Or not that specifically, but big engineering projects. It's like. Big, big deal. Yeah. I just love as we switch to every single person's point of view, they're like, Matt is crazy. That makes no sense. And then it ends with, man, Matt is amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens to Galad. Yeah. Galad. Yeah. He had not given Kothan nearly enough credit. Yeah. That's because it, it makes yeah, everything. Once the river stops and Vlad sees what's happening, uh, it all makes sense. He's in exactly the right place. Yeah. It's uh, like a magic guy where it just like looks like a mess. But once you like see it, everything jumps into focus. Uh, yeah. Uh, I could never do those things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, I guess Matt was banking on the river flow stopping, and so he's been building up a defense, which is Galadriel's part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Galad gets some new orders from Matt, and the the orders are just to move somewhere else, but they they contain a jab at Galad about that time Matt beat him with, up with a quarterstaff, <laughs> yeah. and Galad just doesn't even notice. It's wasted. I know. Just always like, yeah, he's doing the code thing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but he's, uh, I guess he's ordered to take a small force of elites to the Ford to wait for yeah. further orders. And then we get to Rand, who is doing mind battle with the Dark One. Yeah. So I think it's at this point that he begins to realize that his initial plan of sword fighting the Dark One may have been a little bit uh, ill-conceived. It's true. Yeah, yeah. There's... You're going to have to make some adjustments to that particular plan. I believe the Dark One begins unmaking him uh, through sheer force of will. And he's like, maybe the sword fight thing. Yeah, but where's his sword? Yeah. Is he going to, what sword form is he going to use? That's right. The Dark One crushes Rand with the power of his force and also constructs a, a whole pattern world vision thing, which seems to be like a pocket-sized dimension, uh, and traps Rand in it to show him, it's sort of like a, cosmic trash talk thing like this is what i'm going to do after i kick your ass mm -hmm. it's interesting um as 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 rand is kind of observing how this world is formed that the threads of the pattern look sort of like the one power so it's like this as if it's the five you know elements or whatever but thousands of them or whatever yeah know? yeah so the, the pattern is made of the same stuff as the one power and i guess that's I guess they've said stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like the one power is like the easy bake version of uh, <laughs> the creator's tools or something. Yeah. And Nynaeve's a Forsaken. Yes, they're in Emmons Field, but it is blighted <laughs> and become a horrible fortress town ruled over by the chosen mm -hmm. Nynaeve. I gotta say, so the Dark One is showing Rand his grand plan, right? And then, uh, you know, it, it's not super enticing, obviously, you know? Uh, you gotta wonder if like, maybe the Dark One really just doesn't understand humans. 
Like, you know, we 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 kind of joked about this mm-hmm. like it sucks to be a dark friend thing, but maybe the dark one really just is like, I don't know, humans like this shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> come do, come join my side where your world is gonna be like a big shit pile. Everyone's gonna be suffering all the time. Oh, okay, not enough. Okay, what if I went to your hometown and I killed your dad? <laughs> I was getting super bummed out about it, but when I got to the Nynaeve part, it immediately pulled me out because like mm-hmm. even if there's thirteen channelers or whatever to turn Nynaeve over to the dark side, she would just punch all of them. That'd be thirteen <laughs> broken noses. I, I cannot think of a single alternative universe where Nynaeve would be a bad person. Yeah, so. it, it's it's impossible. It is difficult yeah. to picture i mean if uh if logan could stand up to them breaking it 90 sure as sure as hell isn't going to get broken right yeah it must have taken them a long time yeah but only i guess in the the dark ones you know weird imagination could that be possible yeah Nynaeve, Egwene, logan and cad swain moraine had been executed for being too weak that's, that's a lot of aims that's stupid she would have been a good forsaken Moraine. Mor- right. yeah moraine but she lost her powers most of her powers. Oh, I guess so. But can't the Dark One fix that? Oh, maybe, yeah. Would she have lost her powers? Because her power lost... Wait. Well, she she did because of, the, because of the wolf, the foxy guys. Yeah, well, then she, would she have gone in that dimension? Because she battled Lanfear, who's a Forsaken. Is Lanfear a Forsaken in this dimension? I, get, I think maybe this is like happened after they lost the last battle in this dimension. Oh, okay. So this is the future. Mm. Like the Dark One is saying, this is what's going to happen if, if you don't find some way to motivate yourself. I don't know about that because... Because they none of them recognize him. Well, they they do talk about the fact that he yeah, that's a good point. he erased all of the the memories of the past. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay. I'm, I'm so strong, and I made this world, and no one remembers what it was like to not suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that explains it. Yeah. Yeah. Although maybe it's just a total alternate history. It could be that that's too. That's what I thought it was. Also, yeah. Oliver and sister wives are being tortured for eternity in Shadow Gold. Yeah. yeah. Sucks to be them. Yeah. Shouldn't have married that dragon, I guess. Yeah. And they don't even remember why. Yeah. That's a shame. But yeah, to the Dark One's surprise and confusion, Rand is not super tempted by this world. So uh, No, yes. Uh, they in the world they it's I mean it's actually really cool. It's really like metal. I love this. It is, yeah. yeah. The like, evil Emmons field. Human humans are like this, you know, this enslaved race of like of of I guess they're like brains are corrupted or something. They're they're almost mindless, you know. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there's much fun to do in that city, but whatever. But all the Forsaken have divided up the world, and they're all just fighting each other forever in wars. I mean, yeah, I I gotta say, like, even being a Forsaken in this world doesn't sound that great. Like, everything still sucks, right? Like, true. you can't, there's no, there's no vineyards of the finest wines, which I know some of the Forsaken are into, right? (laughs) It's just the blight. It's just the blight blight everywhere. I imagine even the Forsaken are like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) The smell, right? I don't know. It just doesn't sound... Very tempting to yeah, anyone, really. You're definitely right. Uh, but Rand eventually finds the will to will it all away because, you know, it's just a weak dream, an unlikely dream created by the, the Dark One. Uh, but he sees in, during this process that the threads uh, of the pattern are all like the pat- stuff he usually channels. Uh, and he decides to weave his own possible world. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back with a counteroffer. Yeah. Good. He's, he's learning how this works. Yeah. It's not a sword fight. It's a dream fight. That's right. A dream sword fight. We start fight with dreams. Then Egwene moves her forces into position. Uh, she notices that Gwyn is missing, finally. Uh, and <laughs> sends Gareth Bryan to go find him. And I I swear, I swear, Egwene, if you get Gareth Bryan killed, because, or if Gwyn does... Oh, I know. I know. Gwyn, I know. Like, I was, had the exact same thought. If, if Gareth Bryan dies because Gwyn went off and, like, 
put on his, you know, magic dick rings or whatever, I'm going to be so pissed off. Yeah, this is, oh, that guy's the worst. Yeah. How many people can go in, take out with him is, what, is yeah. the question, right? And, and she doesn't even realize how bad it is at first because she thinks he's just with the army. Yeah. Uh, but then he, then he goes, she goes to the army and she realizes he's across the river. He's in the, he's wherever Demandred is. He's mm-hmm. just running around on his own. Yep. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but Sylviana thinks about Gawain. The shadow didn't need to fell the Omerlin herself to stop her. It just had to kill one idiot boy. I know. Sylviana, yeah. Sylviana knows, right? Yeah, there's yeah. one vulnerability and his name is Gawain. Yeah. yeah. Everyone can see this except for Egwene. There's another interesting part here so where the... You know, oh, a silly village girl marries the first prince she runs into. Oh, God damn it, right? Um, but they, they notice more and more of these cracks in reality. Um, obviously, when the Dreadlords are channeling Balefire and so on. But Egwene figures out a way to patch them using weaves. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, she did. She yeah. did something. Yeah, she she weaves all uh, all of the powers in in one and actually fixes the hole that that, that was made in the so in an- anti balefire or bail fix. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. She, it also I think it says there's like crystals around it or something. It's interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So she's got something going on. Uh, let's see. Also, Swan gives uh, uh, Egwene sends Swan to go spy on Tuan. And Swan gives her like a little like I'm so proud of you, you yeah. know. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That's thought that was pretty cute. That's a nice thing to say uh, if you're about to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. It sure, seemed like that was a I'm about to die speech. Uh, a bit, yeah, a bit. So then, Gawain. Yeah, so let's check in with Gawain. How's he doing? Gawain is sneaking around on the heights, uh, just sort of looking for Demandred. He's like he's like walking around like a damn tourist. He's like. Oh, those, those Trollocs doing their thing. Oh, those Myrdral following those Trollocs around. It's really weird. Yeah, he's not, this is not like a systematic search. No. He's just sort of wandering around, uh, and it drives me up a wall that it works. I know. <laughs> he, he runs in, like, oh, and by the way, he pauses to just, like, kill some random Trolloc. Yeah. No, he's like, I challenge you to a duel. Kills him. <laughs> <laughs> he had difficulty thinking straight, but that didn't fortunately stop his ability to fight. Really? Really, Gawain? You yeah. don't think so? Yeah, <laughs> apparently, yeah. You, you, uh-huh. think, you think this is all going great, Gawain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, but uh, sorry, enough ki- of killing that one Trolloc. I need to hunt this, like, what, it's like a supercharged Forsaken cosplaying his disco ball, right? Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so I don't know, uh, he's just, he ends up just following the, the mega lasers being fired into the sky. <laughs> right, yeah. And it kind of works. He, he finds the Mandred. You know, for some do. reason, the Mandred isn't trying to hide. Yeah, I wonder why right? that is. Like, <laughs> yeah, Demandred, he, he Gawain makes his way through Demandred's guard and does a really credible attack and manages to kill Demandred's horse. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, Demandred, like, Demandred clocks him, like, immediately, right? Yeah. Like, Matt, he, like Gawain is sneaking in, like, oh, I'm going to get him. And Demandred just, like, looks at him and, like, blah. you know, he misses because of his, you know, abnormally high evasion or whatever. But still, like, Demandred, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't really work at all. Uh, then no. Demandred pulls out his sword and they have a sword fight. Why? Which is, I think, the only way he could possibly lose this. Yeah. Like, really? Come on, you know? Uh, but but ironically, uh, it does not because yeah. the one thing that Gawain is supposed to be really good at, Demandred is better at it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why he sword fights him. Uh, yeah, he's just because he can, I guess, right? He, like, like he's sword fighting him, and he's also th- using the power to throw rocks at him from behind. And Gwyn's like, "You're cheating." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a forsaken man. <laughs> yeah, right. <Wow>. They do that. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but but, but also, Demander is like a way better sword fighter than he, Gwyn. He's beating him so handily that he he can philosophize a little bit with him. You know? Yeah, like it's clear that he's toying with him, right? 
Gawain is like, oh, he's not, he's not moving. He's just like pl- playing defensively. Like, yeah, he doesn't give a shit about you. He's just yeah, like watching like, you. Man. This is fun, right? He, yeah. He's just cat he's, with the mouse. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just waiting for Rand to show up. He, he, he's bored. Yeah. Uh, but I liked, I actually liked how we actually get some motivation for Demandred here because I don't know if this fits with his character because what we, what we know about Demandred is he's slightly worse to lose there in Telamon in every measurable respect, right? Right. Yeah. But he says the Dark One is inevitable, and so the best thing you can do for people is join the Dark One and try and protect as many people as you can in the Wasteland world after the Dark One takes over. Yeah, this was interesting. Uh, like, I, You think he believes this, or you think he thinks Gawain would believe this? I think he actually might believe this, because he, he, he also believes that Rand is the one running this battle, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he, I think he, I think he, he drinks his, his, his own potion or whatever, you know? That's, that's cool. I've, I'm really starting to like Demandred. You know, he, he was a non-entity kind of in these books up until this point. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> riding around the battlefield dressed as a disco ball and, and spouting this weird philosophy while killing Gwyn. I love this guy. He, yeah. might be the, he might be the best Forsaken, right? Yeah. I mean, did we tier one this guy? I don't remember. No, no, I don't think so. But I wish we had. Yeah, he's, he's really, uh, he's running things right now. Absolutely. And he's doing this all while apparently going toe-to-toe with Matt in a, a general fight. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, so... He's doing the ultimate wizard thing. He's doing the the ultimate general thing, and he's sword fighting Gawain, which you know, like, come on, you know. He does finally gut wound him, and uh, Gawain runs away. <laughs> like, 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 he like, right through his mail. Yeah, the manager's just like, all right, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let him go. Yeah, that, that was fun, but not real fun. So later, kid. Yeah. Uh, and leaves. Yeah. The, the end. Yeah. He's, he steals a horse and runs away. Yeah, go ahead and steals a horse and runs away. Good yeah, job. Go yeah, away. yeah. Well, well done. Good fight. Uh, you killed Demandred's horse. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Uh, yeah. Then Fael is in the Blasted Lands. Uh, he, the Mandevwin, the, the head of the Red Arms, or the head of the band, the Red Hand, is insisting that Vanon and Harnan were not actually dark friends. Um, but, and Fael's like, nah, that's not true. They were totally dark friends. And those weird tracking monster guys they were just they just happened to get interrupted by those guys while they're trying to steal the horn i don't i don't know if i agree with fail here yeah her her uh her rationalization is something like mendevlin's like a really straightforward dude so he assumes everyone else is straightforward so that's it you know i don't know Mm, yeah it's kind of dumb i don't know i want to believe in van i me too i I like van i have the whole time yeah and they're getting close to Thakandar, and they spy a caravan, which leads them to a supply camp for the Shadow. Yeah. Which maybe they can use to get out of their predicament. A Shadow caravan. This village, it isn't the horrible, horrific village that's been referenced, is I was it? wondering. At first, but no, that was right there at in Thakandar, right? Yeah. That was right there at Shadowgull. Oh, is it? Okay. I thought. Yeah, I that was the sure. town where... Slayer grew up. Right, right. Mm. Uh, I wasn't sure if this was just a supply depot, but either way, it's yeah, all, I, all dark friends. I guess there are just other villages in the in the Blasted Lands. Might be. I mean, like, you know, the, that one village probably doesn't contain every every bad bad person, right? Yeah. Uh, but they, they think about maybe sneaking up and heading through a gateway. Who knows where it'll take them? This well, is a terrible idea, right? They're going to they're gonna hitch a ride on the Shadow Caravan into... Question mark? Well, I mean, it's better than the place with the blood trees with that, that are killing all of your guys who are too stupid to stay away from the blood trees. They've already escaped the blood trees area, right? Now, aren't they in uh, the, the Blasted Lands where nothing lives? I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah. Where even things from the Blight won't go? Yeah. Mm, 
I don't know. I, I, I would roll the dice. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Like the, the other place you go could be as bad as this, but it's probably not going to be worse. That, yeah. That is a fair point. Yeah. If you step in a mud patch, hopefully it won't end up being like corrosive and killing right. you horribly. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, then, and learn from that guy. Don't get any on your face. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. God. So then Perrin wakes up in Mayen, having been healed. And Baralane gives him the news, catches him up, you know. Yeah. She's like, battle's going not so great. No other news. Don't worry about it. Uh, where's Fael? Oh, about oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> but he refuses to believe that she's not alive. Yeah. Uh, you know. Way to go, Perrin. Yeah. He yeah. believes in Fael. So he was asleep for 10 hours. So a lot, a lot has probably happened in that time, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of battle stuff has been happening, but who knows what time it is when he came out. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe we're having some weird time jump stuff here with Perrin. That's a good point. Uh... But, and also, they he immediately wants to go back into the fight, but they won't let him. Yeah. Uh, which, come on, guys. You really think Perrin's going to stay out of this? Yeah. I mean, come on. He's got a magic hammer, and the magic hammer has not made an appearance in the battle yet. That is true. Uh, when Berylin showed up, I really thought she was going to make a pass at him again. I know. I did, and I was so relieved when she did. I wrote the, I, I, the first thing I wrote down was like, oh, no, not this again. Because, she, you know, he wakes up, and she's there. I was like, Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. And she, she kind of hints at it and she's like, well, no one can get the wrong idea because I've got Uno here <laughs> to witness the whole thing. And what that made me think is that Uno came here and sat there and wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. But then Perrin goes back to sleep. It's Real not, sleep. It's not you, I know. It's B-R-O. Uno. When Perrin goes to sleep, though, he notices that in his, like, transition phase you know i think egwene's mentioned this before where when you go to sleep if you have these powers you can like choose where you go right Perrin now has the option to go into the dream in the flesh whenever he falls asleep i guess okay yeah well that's good that'll be useful interesting yeah then we cut to andral and pavara who are recovering from that close shave they had with those channelers yeah and then andral (laughs) Makes a cup of tea entirely with with little portals. Of course. And you can do anything with gateways. He's the best guy. I know. Like, and, uh, on the like, one hand, this is kind of a weird like, flex. Cool, like, I'm a little parched. And he's like, here's some fresh mountain spring water from the top yeah. of the farthest mountain. Uh, and she's like, oh, I kind of wish it was tea. He was like, well. well <laughs> here's some tea from my special stash. <laughs> so winter. Oh, God. It, it, yes. it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean... Andral is just like such a such a such a great such yeah. a great catch. You know? Who is this guy? I know, right? It's so amazing. At a little bit later in this this little segment, he's thinking about she's asking about the sword, and he's like, "Oh no, I want to carry the sword to remind me to be a soldier." You know, Nets made me think of so and so back when I was a uh, back when I was a fisherman, and uh, I don't know something else. This other thing reminds me of Jane. You know, books and stuff. Is he, does he remind him of Jane Farstrider? I think That's so. What I yeah, thought he was I think saying. he knows Jane Farst. Well, knew Jane Farstrider. Dude, he must be the cousin that Noel He's was always cousin. talking about. <laughs> oh shit! Do you think so? Yeah, oh. the cousin who did all that cool stuff. Oh yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> this is Noel's cousin. He's gonna be like, my real name is Maine Farstrider. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, uh, so great. I'm sure it's something like that because he just had a lot of lifetimes, right? Yeah, he was a soldier. He was a fisherman. He was like, he was everything. Yeah, he's he's been. He was like a leather maker. All yeah, kinds right. Of crazy and stuff. apparently, that's the one that really stuck with him. He was a scout. Like, he, like, like the list of skills that he has is yeah, just yeah, insane. He didn't he didn't he pick a lock at one point? He like he has lock picking skills too. I think he did that. He can do anything. Yeah, yeah. this dude can do anything. Uh, and he uh, except 
compliment a woman. <laughs> because he thinks about how Pavara is good like an old leather strap. And she, of course, right. hears not, that. Not pretty, you know, but like, you know, like a leather strap you've had with you for a few years and you can trust that leather strap. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to choose to, to take that as a compliment. But he meant it as a compliment. Yeah. April likes him a leather strap. Who yeah. knows about him? I know, it's right. But the, the love, I love their, their relationship with each other. It's great. It, yeah. I'm telling you, this is the best relationship in the series. <laughs> They're the, 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 the healthiest couple. I would, I would, it reminded me of Maureen and Lance's relationship. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Except this one has live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, they're they recovering and they're going to go after Tame again. Because that's that's where they think they can do the most good. Right. Um, and they, I like, there's a nice bit there where Androl and Pavar feel a little silly, silly because they're kind of lovebirds and, and they're, you know, in the bloom of a new relationship here. But Androl's like, yeah, well, you know, the, the dark times are when you need the love, when you need to laugh. Yeah. Know? We need a cup of magic tea from the tallest mountain. It's <laughs> great. It's great. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. And who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I don't yeah. know, but he's, he's, he's by far one of my favorites. Yeah. So then Ruark is fighting in Thakandar. Uh, there's irregular warfare going behind uh, between the Aiel and the anti-Aiel. Yeah. Uh, the Trollocs have, have broken through the barricade and scattered throughout the valley, but it's just sort of a... A melee, a maelstrom of, of battle. Yeah, I guess the the dragon sworn and and if, and uh, one of the other groups are holding at the cave itself. So there's kind of like a, fi- a last line of defense. But yeah. Mostly it's just yeah, loose melee all Not over the place. Not a lot of time left. Yep. He carefully stealth kills an anti Aiel channeler, uh, but then Grendel gets him. Yeah, with compulsion, yeah. like the real kind, which means Ruark is done, right? Like yeah, I mean, can, even Nynaeve can't heal this kind of compulsion, as far as I know. Yeah, yeah it's so sad. It doesn't stick forever, right? Isn't that what they said? You got to keep renewing it. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Because I remember Dynaeve tried to remove the compulsion from that one guy who just like his brain fell apart, right? Yeah. Well, you, you can wreck their brain if you if you do it too much, but all, but if you don't do it too much, it wears off eventually. I okay. think is what they said. So he might not be uh, done, so. Right. Yeah. That'd and, be a relief. But but also, we seem to be you know some of these characters are exiting these pages for good, so it might be the end of Ruark. Yeah, I mean. She, Grendel's collecting a group of people. Uh, I think she's got some warders yeah. and some some other Aiels. So. Ruark's a good catch. Yeah, nah, no kidding, right? Yeah. Then back to Rand, uh, and he counters the Dark One's evil vision of the future with his own good vision of the future. And it's Emmons Field again. Yeah, it's like a utopian Emmons Field. I guess this, yeah. is, this is the field of battle, is Emmons Field. It's, it's you know, like America Emmons Field. Yeah. They now export uh, craftsmen and sharpshooters, in addition to the dank Two Rivers weed. Right. (laughs) Yes. The Tibetan. It's it's a cosmopolitan, growing city full of people living in peace from all over the world. And and there's no war anymore. It's been 100 years and there's no war, except some peacekeeping missions over in Shara, you know. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Peacekeeping. Peacekeeping. Yeah. That, That raised my eyebrow. Uh, you know, just a coalition of the willing going in there and, and taking out those bad actors, the axis of evil. That's right. Well, whatever. And uh, the whole thing is centered around a free school. Yeah. And, yeah. And the mayor of Emmonsfield is Perrin's granddaughter. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's just nice. So it's a really, a really positive, nice, great place to live. A good place to raise kids. Uh, the dark one says this dream is weak. Uh-huh. And I kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, your utopia is alive. Humans suck. You know, that yeah, kind of well, thing. Th- th- this is... 
this is your idea of the perfect future. It's just like Emmons Field, but more so. Yeah. I mean, the real question, though, is what happened to Taryn Ferry? Is it still gone? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, yeah Tim and Fer- <laughs> Terrence Ferry is just part of Evans Field now. Well, you need some place to put the town dump. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just put the, the garbage pile, <laughs> the former. Hey, you know, it's, it was always a garbage pile. Now it's, you know, just a fish. Right, yeah. Rand erased all everybody's memories, so no one remembers the Terrence Ferry phone. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, it seems... It does seem a little one note, a little unbelievable, right? That humans humans didn't need the Dark One to have wars and and, and be fractious. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty simplistic. Yeah. Uh, but the Dark One says, and I quote, "I am the only honesty your world has ever known." Which I thought was a pretty good line. Yeah, I mean, it's that the Dark One knows how to knows how to talk, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's right that this dream is kind of a little bsy, a little a little bit bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Rand lets the dream go. Yep. And then Sylviana is fighting in the attack with Egwene. Uh, when... Doing really well, by the way. Sylviana yeah, killing yes. it. Sylviana was a really good pick. You know? Yeah. Uh, the second best of the Red Asha after Pavara. Yeah, absolutely. Then Egwene feels Gawain get uh, stabbed through the gut. <laughs> yep. The moment we all knew was coming, right? Like yeah. this has been like like mm-hmm. watching a train wreck in slow motion. This is yeah. this is what what was coming. Ever since she bonded that kid. Yep. And then uh, it throws her off for a bit. Uh, Sylvian offers to take that bond off her hands, which Egwene should totally do. Yes. Can you, can you imagine? Okay. This is loyalty, right? Yep. Can you imagine volunteering to take responsibility for this chuckle fuck, right? Like, <laughs> come on, right? And she's a red. Like, at yeah. this point, this is when Sylviana became the number one red Aja for me. Yeah. yeah. But, but, I mean, Egwene turns her down, and I assume Sylviana like side a huge (laughs) I mean I I was going to do it but I really didn't want to Uh, but yeah this is the part where Alice mentioned that Sylviana's like I I, god I knew this kid was going to mess everything up yeah yeah Sylviana totally get on the same wavelength like this is when Tuan struck at the White Tower this is the greatest damage that she did right Right. it it wasn't dragging all those those I said I off into slavery and it wasn't making them fight each other and burning the place it was getting Egwene like to marry Gawain, uh-huh. yeah. like uh-huh. giving Gawain a chance to like save her life so that she married him. Yep. Oh, it's the the, the downfall of the White Tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we get to Elaine, who is also holding at the river. That's basically what everybody's doing now. Yeah. Brigitte's memories are all gone now. I thought that was oh, pretty. Oh, very sad. Yeah. yeah. They have a nice, uh, well, sad talk about that. She doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't remember Gaidelkin at all anymore. Just that that he is someone she should know, but doesn't remember anything about him. Yeah. Uh, and then Galad arrives. A note is dropped on them. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, a note is delivered for them uh, from Matt because that's how Matt does things. Yeah, huh? And he gives Galad one of those medallions uh-huh. so he can't be channeled at uh, the copy of it and orders him to go kill some channelers. Yeah. This is this is kind of this is great, right? Like Good, the, yeah. the white cloaks are. I mean, they, they love doing this shit, right? This so, is what they're all about. Yeah. And Galad's really good at killing people. Uh huh. And apparently following orders. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and he's not useful for anything else. So pretty, pretty much, yeah. This is great. Elaine says something like kind of dumb and sexist about him killing women, and Galad's like... <laughs> I love this. Galad's like, that's dumb. Women are, women can be evil too, and in this world, women are like, really... Because yeah. it's channeling, right? You it, know? It, it can be just as good to kill a woman as it is to kill a woman. <laughs> that's, it. Yeah. that's awfully woke of you, Galad. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> And he's on the job. Yep. Uh, Gareth Bryan is looking for Gwyn. Also. I know, right? This is it, right? Like, I swear, he's, he's looking for Gwyn. He's going to die. He's going to die looking for Gwyn. Yeah, this is going to be Gwyn's fault. 
Gareth Bryan dies. Very aggravating. Go win. Uh huh. And then Matt, and Matt is just having a great time. Oh, <laughs> this is the best battle he's ever had. He thinks about it. Like, I've, I've, I've fought a thousand battles, uh, and this is the best one yet. Yeah. Demandred is like a solid opponent, you know? Yeah, Demandred is a solid opponent. The stakes couldn't be higher, right? Yeah. Literally the whole world and for all the worlds for all time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I uh, wonder if he's going to give up gambling after this. Like, what, uh, what's, what's going what's yeah, to be able to compete with this? this? Yeah. And yeah, Demandred, yeah, they, they're. It's a cut and thrust, like a chess match. You know, they they they're perfectly matched. They're like conversing on a very high level through their actions on the battlefield, uh, which again I find a little unbelievable, but it is cool. Yeah. Then Logain visits. Uh, it talks about he's too important to fight this rego battle full of normies. Uh, and he wants to go after Demanded, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because Matt, yeah, Matt's like. You know, he really doesn't stand a chance, but like, eh, you know, probably maybe it'll distract him a little bit. Sure, why not? Yeah, I, I see this as totally a win-win because Loghain does not seem okay. Yeah, Loghain's, Loghain's uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Min, Min says that he still has his his uh, aura of, of greatness or whatever, so, you know, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah, Maybe he will kill the Mandarin. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's cool. the one to finish it, you know? Yeah, I, I, After Gawain wounded his horse, right? Now he's weakened because Gawain killed his horse. If that's what happens, right? Like, the, right before Demander dies, he's, like, he's just like, if only I had my horse! Oh, <laughs> uh, wow, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, maybe there'll be some redemption for Gawain, that but I don't it. think so. I doubt it. But then there's a Greyman attack. No, no, but before this, it's funny. They, apparently, Matt was planning on staging a fight with Tuan. So they could fake a split like Perrin, like Matt, like Brandon Perrin did back oh, in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's foiled before it begins. Yeah, interrupted by a Grey Man attack and a bunch of channelers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and we see it from Min's perspective. Uh, Min tackles Fortuana down, out of the way, to protect her. Yep. Uh, why do that? I, I mean, seriously, right? Like, I, I mean, I get it. She's a, a helpful, nice person or whatever, but like... If you're going to risk your life to save someone, I just don't know if I'd yeah, pick not, you on. not that one. I mean, yeah. all I can think is you don't want Matt to be, to lose focus. Yeah. And like, I guess it is technically. As that, that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. If Tuan got killed, Matt would probably, uh, you know, come all unhinged. Yeah. For whatever reason. Then Min escapes the tent and sees that it's a massive channeler attack. A bunch of Sharans made it there. Mm. And she almost gets killed by a Sharan channeler, but then Swan Sanche kills that guy. By stopping his heart. Oh, yeah. 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 Swan never swore those oaths again, did she? Nope. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Cat Swain did this trick, and I remember we were thinking, you're like, this feels a little bit like evil magic, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like that definitely... Is this... Uh, maybe this... there's, like, a, some case law where this is okay, but that does not <laughs> yeah. seem okay. Swan is like, I'm not supposed to know how to do that, but hey, you know, yeah. can't argue with results. Got him, lol. <laughs> And then they plunge back into the tent because they need Matt. The whole battle needs Matt. And it's a, 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 a huge melee. This actually reminded me of a Robert Jordan chapter because yeah. don't, we don't get an overview of what happened. Min is just sort of going through this chaotic scene and sees some little snippets of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Apparently there are a pile of gray men attacking Matt. Like, yeah. You know, you can't see how many there are because of the gray man thing, but it's like three to four of them. Right, and Matt's fighting them. And he, I'd count on him. Min saves Fortuana again. Ugh. For whatever reason, throwing a dagger. I like, I like it when people throw daggers and, and hit people with it in this book. Cool. You know, like I've actually tried it a couple times. It's really hard to do. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a, a trick to it. Yeah, yeah. But everyone in this world seems to have, you know, dagger throwing <laughs> skills, and I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, 
Uh, it's just a, a skill you need when you're an innkeeper's maid in Bear Launch. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. And, but uh, as they drag Matt and Fortuana out, but Swan has died. Yeah, so, so Min mentions again that uh, she had a viewing of Swan that was if Gareth Bryan and Swan are, are apart, they both die. And, and why is Gareth Bryan apart right now? Because of fucking Gawain. Gawain. You know? Yeah. Womp womp. So, so that's another that's another casualty. Swan is dead because of Gwyn. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They would, the, Gareth Bryan would have gone with her to this this on this mission if he hadn't been sent to go find Gwyn. Yeah. Well, bye, Swan. Yep, bummer. And we we cut to, briefly to Egwene who is fighting with her forces up that hill towards the heights, which is Matt's orders to to head up there. And she's trying to get there to get to Gwyn because she can feel him up there ahead. Having been gut stabbed by Demandred. Yeah, I, I remember earlier on, uh, she was she had decided rather than teleporting to Gawain using her her you know echolocation teleports to get there. Yeah, she decided to send to fight the whole army in to Gawain, which <sighs> you know, like if they lose this army because of Gawain, <laughs> it might be time to cut your losses, Gawain. I mean, really? The, the best time to get rid of Gawain is right after you married him. The second best time is right now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like I, I can't uh, I can't see how this was ever a good decision, but it just seems like it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover part three of Chapter Thirty Seven: The Last Battle. Right. So in part three of four of the last battle, we're going to be doing, which in our trade edition is pages 693 through 749, ending with the dark one attacked again. Um, if you have the, yeah, if you have the mass market paperback, it is going to be pages 763 through 827. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share us with anybody you think might like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please send us your ideas for new book series we can cover after we're done with this one. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light illumine you. you.